speaking of books, there is a new one out called Ice. Ice. Why, why yes. I Was Born to Score by none other than the great George Gervin, Woo. the ice man himself. Eastern Michigan's second most famous person. Yes, after Kenny Brown. Kenny Brown's first. Uh, and he, he joined, and he's already laughing. You got him. And he joins us here on the Mitch Album Show. Iceman, how are you? Last time I, I saw George was we went. You were coaching one of the teams in the where, where did ABA. we go? Was we went to Cobo Arena? ABA. Yeah. What was ABA. it? The, the ABA. ABA. Yeah. It was the Detroit. Yeah, the, the new version. Yeah. 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 A long time ago. Yeah. That was a while. It's the last time I last time I Cobo saw you in person. Man. Yeah. It was, it was down at Cobo. Slow yeah. night they introduced us. <laughs> <laughs> in our in our audience. We got there and, and they we were waving to the audience. <laughs> we got there and they asked Rosie if he could sing the national anthem. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it's about time that you have a book because your life is incredibly uh incredibly colorful and incredibly dynamic uh, for those who don't know. George Gervin played in 12 straight all-star games, wow. recognized as one of the greatest NBA players of all time oh, yeah. in the basketball hall of fame. His 44 Jersey has been retired by the Spurs and he has written this book along with scoop Jackson uh, about his life, family, spirituality, many other things and a few Things about basketball. Mm -hmm. in there. <laughs> so it's it's always interesting to, to find out like why people decide at a certain point in their life. Okay, I want to tell my life story. What was it for you? Well, because if you don't tell it, somebody else will, mm. and they won't be as accurate as you know you because you know you. So while I'm still here, I took the opportunity to you know I call it more memoirs than mm -hmm. you know a story. Um, you know, just kind of how I see life out of my eyes. And, you know, it, it was interesting. You know, Mitch, I, you know, I got a documentary. Uh, not, yeah, I got a documentary coming out. Yeah, and, with a, my, my good friend Mike Tolan. He's a yeah, partner of yeah. mine. Yeah, he's been talking yeah. to me about this thing forever. He loves it, so it's got to yeah, be great. Yeah, man. So they asked, you know, they said, George, we might well do a book. I wasn't really planning on doing a book, but they felt it was a good time uh, because of the documentary so yeah you know i sat down and talked to scoop and you know talked about some of the things that was important in my life did you learn something about yourself as you started to do that because you know most of us don't take stock of our lives sure. you know from beginning to current day very often uh you know only usually if we have a, a life-changing experience or a near-death experience or something like that so when you started to look back on your life all the way from your, you know, Martin Luther King high school days in Detroit all the way on up, what did you discover about yourself that perhaps you didn't realize? Well, you know, uh, you know I guess the best way to say it is my relationship with my mom. You know, coming up in the inner city of Detroit, you know, the east side of Detroit, you know, raised by a single parent, and, you know, and see how hard she had it, but, you know, with her dedication to us, you know, uh, made us seem like we wasn't poor, you know? Mm -hmm. So mom gave us our value morals and principles to live by, you know, and she was big in education while we were young and, you know, and that gave us a head start, you know? So, you know, to be able to talk about that, you know, because there's so many, 
youngsters growing up with single parents and they don't see the hope, you know, and I, I hope and, you know, talking about my situation that it can give them hope, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that was an important, uh, you know, part of sitting back and saying, wow, that, because it's important. I mean, you know, like I know, especially in the inner city, you know, and if you don't do your one to 12 in an educational facility, you're more than likely going to do your one to 12 in a correctional <laughs> facility. Yeah. So yeah. well said. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the sad truth. So we're talking to George Gervin here and his uh, new book about his life. You were just an unbelievably prolific scorer, even in high school, uh, although you were kind of a late bloomer, if I remember right. But but I think you averaged 31 points and 20 rebounds per game. How, wow. how does anybody score that was 31 <laughs> points in high school? Yeah, uh, And that, that might have been, been before the finger roll. But uh, and, and, and then you, you, you took that to college. You took it into the pros. Even after you were done your ABA and NBA, you went over to Europe. You played in Italy, and I think you were like 38, 39. You were still scoring like 25 points a game. It Was there something about scoring points, something about shooting the basketball that came differently to you than other people? Well, you know, the way I look at it, Mitch, I was fundamentally sound, mm-hmm. you know. And being fundamentally sound, you can add things to your game, different perspectives to your game. I can shoot the ball. I can put the ball on the floor. I can use both hands. Uh, you know, I shot in between shots, you know, where I didn't shoot a lot of, you know, long shots. And, you know, and that made me effective. Um, you know, I shot 50% career. So I'm proud wow. of that, you know, wow. proud of that in the aspect that, you know, everybody don't get the green light, you know, and I had the green light and coaches trusted me you know, with my understanding of putting the ball in the basket. So I I was proud of that. So being fundamentally sound is, you know, it's definitely a lost art today because what the ESPN show, they show either the three-point shot or right. dunk it. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, exactly. Uh, neither one of the three-point shot is the worst, game, worst shot in basketball, and dunk is an athletic ability right. um, to have a skill you have to be fundamentally sound and that's, that's right. what it's sad that our kids don't understand that because yeah. you know you go do a camp or, you know and i'm 60 years old they say dunk i can hardly walk <laughs> so even before magic i mean his height your height ice man you kind of redefine the position in the guard position you know i mean yeah you were doing yeah. things that have been I've never seen At before. At six foot seven. Yeah. Uh, and you know, who, was, up, Bob who was Bass, the... Bob Bass put me at the two, you know, and I didn't agree with him at first, but he saw something that I didn't yeah, see. Points. You know, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? He saw a way to win. Who was the first person to call you Iceman? Patty Fielder, back in the ABA days, you know, when I played with Virginia Squires with him and Dr. J, you know, Patty Taylor called me the Iceman. And know. did you like it at first, the nickname? Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of, yeah, it was interesting, you know, coming from Detroit and, you know, being from Detroit and being raised in the inner city, I mean, what do we see? We see guys dressing up, looking sharp, you know, driving certain kind of vehicles, uh, so, you know, I was exposed to that type of lifestyle, 
you know, when I was young, you know. So, you know, I kind of carried that with me when I went, you know, became a young pro. Uh, right. You know, that's there were, there were example. There were people that actually believed you didn't sweat during the course of a game, <laughs> you know. Well, and, uh, uh, hey, I, mean, I was I, that I, small. <laughs> well, I, I just wonder if there was ever a game where you just finished, you scored 38 points, and you just went in the locker room and just put your clothes on and said, you know, hey, man, I'm done. I, I don't need a shower. Well, I'm done. I didn't sweat. I wasn't smelling real good. <laughs> the, dry, the dry sweat. George, I, I know Gurr scored a lot of points, and I've seen him do a lot of miraculous things, but the one thing, he scored the Eastern when we would be up there in the summertime when he was a pro, and he'd come in. I just want to know how you got in that little Porsche used to drive in 6-7. Forget about the points. How did you get yeah. out that car? I put the seat in the back. Crisco. His knees are up around his ears. George, I am fascinated by, by what you said about the, the championship and the rings, the all-star appearances. For so many people, that would be enough. But you said what really mattered to you was the respect of your peers, how they respected your passion for the game, your work ethic. I just think that is so cool in this day and age to hear that from a, a player. I think that's wonderful. Well, you know, you think about it. Um, you know, we push narratives today that you didn't have a successful career unless you won a championship. Yeah. You know, again, I, I come from the inner city of Detroit, man, and I became one of the 50 greatest players of all time. Uh, you know, how can I not be successful, you know, with these kind of odds, you know? So, for me, I tried to win one. I couldn't beat the Lakers, though I couldn't beat the, the Bullets. And I'm satisfied with that, you know, because I tried real hard to do it. And y'all know to be a champion, everything got to go well for you. So, yeah. I didn't accomplish that, but I don't think that take away from my career at all. Not at all. Wow. Well, it's wonderful that there's a book finally uh, about you. It's wonderful that this project, and I know it's going to be good because Mike Tolan is my friend. He does good work. He's the guy who did The Last Dance. He and mm -hmm. I are partnered together on a movie, and so your, your documentary is going to be great. The book is called Ice, Why, Why I Was Born to Score by George Gervin, and I want to also salute you, George, as someone who works – you know, a lot of time in the city and for the city of Detroit with what you do with youth, with your time. You spend a lot of time giving back to the communities in San Antonio and elsewhere. And, you know, not everybody does. Some people just take their money and take their accolades and say, you know, I'm done with it. But uh, you've dedicated yourself to, mm -hmm. to really helping people. So hats off to you for that. And congratulations on the book. And Hey, man, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that very much, man. And thanks for having me on the show. Anyway. Hanging out with the fellas. That's right. Don't forget <laughs> that the AMU the Arena is named after George now, so go up there and see it. The George Gervin Center up there. The George, George Gervin Ice Arena? No. <laughs> I wouldn't put yeah. it past him. No. From a guy from the inner city to be playing <laughs> hockey, that's <Yeah>. pretty amazing. <laughs> 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 it's 760 WJR. Back with more after this.